Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Steven and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone show. Great to have you here with us today. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, and along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. All right, heads up everybody, this is a pre-recorded episode. Uh, We are launching live, we're kind of testing some cool new stuff with our uh, podcasting, and uh, so this is a pre-recorded, so if we're showing this and you're watching it live on YouTube, Facebook, and or Twitch, we are technically not live. So I'm gonna have a little caption here. I so think wait a minute, wait a minute. When will then be now? <laughs> <laughs> You're messing with my brain, buddy. You're messing with my brain. <laughs> Going back to uh, uh, spaceballs, there. Right. This is in the future, but, but or no, in the past. No. When will then be now? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, skip that part. Skip that part. <laughs> In fact, never show this part again. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've not seen Spaceballs, please watch Spaceballs. We should do a review on that movie. Oh, yeah, we definitely should. I love Spaceballs. Uh, well, hey, everybody. We are here to talk about Road to She-Hulk, getting ready for She-Hulk, and um, the Disney Plus series, which looks interesting. And... Um, so Mike is like, well, let's. We should probably do a couple of things to kind of help prepare us for that. And so we decided to start it off with the first Incredible Hulk movie. And Mike said, "No way." <laughs> well, now, now we should give a shout out to Sage Page Omega because Sage Page Omega had mentioned it in one of our previous episodes in one of the chats that he liked the Ed Norton version of Incredible Hulk. So yes. that's kind of where this started. And then we were like, hey, this could lead up to She-Hulk. Let's do it. Yeah. So, yep. And you're right. Uh, that first Hulk, I'm like, yeah, let's let's not do that. Yeah. That, <laughs> it was Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Eric right? Bana. Yeah. Was, actually, I've got the IMDb up because um, I was looking at that just before we started recording. Eric Banner, Banna, not Banner. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? <laughs> Considering he plays right. Bruce Banner, yeah. Eric Banner Banna played the Hulk in the 2003 Hulk, because that one was just called the Hulk, not Incredible Hulk. Um, mm. Jennifer Connelly played Betty Ross. Sam Elliott played Ross. So I'm assuming that's Betty's. Dad, that would be the general. The general. Actually, Sam Elliott's a good. You know, I don't. I don't remember a lot from this movie other than other than <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should do it like the three geeky dads. Yeah, that like. might be a that might be a yeah uh, a <laughs> candidate for our first drink till it's good. Um, right, but I like Sam Elliott, so you know. Um, well, Jennifer Connelly, yeah, that's not a bad actor. It's not a bad cast, honestly. 
Um, it's just the movie sucked. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all. So everybody, we are not talking about that movie. We are talking about The Incredible <laughs> Hulk, which I consider part of phase one of the MCU. I would uh, agree. I would agree, especially the um, way this one ended. Um, yes. I think Ed Norton was supposed to be our Hulk in the MCU. Um, obviously mm-hmm. he was if you watch this film. Uh, spoiler alert for the ending, but um, a certain mm-hmm. certain MCU character comes walking in at the end, which is a cool part. Right. I like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ed Norton was Bruce Banner in this. Liv Tyler played Betty Ross. Mm-hmm. And this is funny because we watched this Thursday night, right? Okay. Emil Blonsky, who becomes the abomination. All right. Admit, yeah. Uh-huh. Brenda kept going, uh-huh. who is that guy? I know that guy. Uh-huh. And then she went out of the room, and all of a sudden it struck me who he was. He's oh, the, yeah? He's the doctor from Lie to, Just Lie to Me, or Lie to Me. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which I love that episode. Oh, that... And I'm a big fan of the actual real guy that that's based on. Okay. Um, and that's a whole other subject sure. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Sure. Oh, so I, I wonder if that's on our geek dar. <laughs> you lie to me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lie to me is a good series. I, I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. It's not exactly our forte on this show, but man, that if 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 you're looking for something fun, psychological, um, definitely watch that show. It's it's really yeah. Good. It's actually so you can go to the the person that it's actually based upon. This is oh, we're squirreling big time here. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I mean, he's part of the movie, uh, so yeah. Well, the are we talking about lie to me still? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so in that here, I'll tell you he. Um, his name is Paul Ekman is the guy's name. The real guy you're talking about. The, the real, real guy that that series is based on. And you can go to his website, Paul Ekman, E-K-M-A-N.com. And he actually has a um, episode by episode review that he does of the show. Oh, wow. I need and to look at that. It's really good. And I actually am a member of his uh, facial recognition training program because it's all about body language and communication and stuff like that. So, right. Um, which it teaches you different things, but it's technically called micro expressions and stuff. But that right. show, and they, they mentioned that. Teaches you about that. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty neat stuff, actually. So very yeah. cool. So the but yeah, that here, uh, Tim Roth is the actor, right? Yeah, Tim Roth is yes. the actor that yeah, plays and him. he's been in some other stuff, but I loved him in Lie to Me, and I I can't wait to talk about him more in our review today about the Hulk. Yes, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, I think he's a great actor. I I really mm-hmm. like him a lot. Um, I like him in this movie. Uh, he's a jerk in this movie, though. Um, he is, but he's good at it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, 
we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, we will. We will. By golly. So, hey, everybody, that is what we are talking about today. I'm pretty excited uh, about that and um, got a chance to rewatch it, go through it. I watched it at double speed. No, I'm just kidding. Mike joke, jokes about me always hitting the go forward button on stuff. All right, this. All right, let's go forward ten seconds. Come on, let's go forward ten seconds. Enough of pan and scan of the the area, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll reserve my comments for later about skipping. <laughs> right on. Right anyway. on. By golly. So okay. Anyway, where would you like to start, Mike? Should we do our our, our overall review with our score. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to let you go first. Cause I really don't know what we haven't discussed this really. It's been years mm-hmm. since I watched the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going into this blind on how you feel about this movie. So, Oh, sure. Yeah. Cause we've never really talked about it. No, we haven't. I don't, yeah. I don't even think you and I have geeked out. You know, there's been a lots of things that we've geeked out before we had the podcast and right. I don't think this is one of them. So. <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hulk was never really, you know, when we got together, it was always like Star Wars, Batman, sure. you know, those kinds of things. And so Hulk really wasn't really on my radar until on my geek dar. <laughs> yeah, on your geek dar, right? Uh, um, uh, really until this movie came out, okay. to be open with you. Now, um, see, I, mean, I, I am a Hulk fan. I, I like the Hulk. I used to read... Some of the Hulk issues. I, I'm a fan of Hulk versus Thing. Um, uh-huh. I had the Hulk versus Wolverine. Of course, I was I was uh, um, collecting the Wolverine issues at that time, but um, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic cover because it shows the face of Wolverine, his his claws ejected. And you see the uh-huh. reflection of the Hulk in his claws. It's, oh, I know what you're talking about. Great, man, oh, great cover. Such a good cover. Uh, look yeah. that up. It's just amazing. I love. That's it. like one of the best. All you know, oh. if you were to say best fifty covers, or you know, that's that's definitely oh, in the top it, fifty. If it's not up like there. the top twenty. Definitely up there. That's that's a good, really good cover. Very yeah. Well no. Done. Thanks for mentioning that cover. That's a that's yeah. I agree with you. So yeah, I've yeah. been a Hulk fan for years, actually. But mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, so um, you know, I remember working at Blockbuster, and I remember when the first Hulk one came out with Eric Bana, and just wasn't interested in it and stuff. But I, I, I enjoy Ed Norton as an actor, and I'll get more into that okay. later on. Um, I saw him in the score with Robert De Niro, which was fabulous. Um, most people thought his acting in Primal Fear scared the bejesus out of a lot of people. <laughs> um, you know, especially ending. And if you have, even though it's an old movie, uh, if you've never seen it, I don't want to spoil anything for you on it. Period. Gotcha. Um, so, because I've only seen seen bits and pieces, but much of because I knew the story already. So, but it's, it's a good one. Um, so you had an interest in this movie because you liked Ed Norton. I liked Ed Norton as an actor. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Fight club is another one of his that another great twist of an ending, but we don't, we don't talk about fight club. <laughs> All right. Play. Would you believe we'll it? Play. I've never watched fight club. Really? Yeah. I've never um, watched it. I haven't watched a... any of these movies. You're, you're talking about 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ed Norton actually is a really good actor. Um, and we'll talk more about beyond that, but that's why I wanted to see this. I'm like, okay. And you know, this is when the rumblings of all these Marvel movies were going to be connected somehow, some way or started to, you know, we, 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 excuse me, we already had Iron Man. So Iron Man had already kind of set the stage. Yep. And uh, with Robert Downey Jr. And so I was like, okay, all right, let me see how these are connected and stuff. And, and for me, the trailers look great. So, so that's why I, I wanted to see this. So, um, uh, I actually bought it on Blu-ray. This was when oh, Blu-rays nice. were beginning. And so I added up beyond buying the DVD to buy the Blu-ray. So I, my score for this movie, granted, we're looking at some time ago when it came out. Um, and uh, but I still give this movie really it, my score back then probably would have been eight out of ten. Now it's uh, it, it's really around. It's really the same. No more than eight. You know, it's hard because it's an older movie. and You've judged all these other movies since then. If we're if we're being open about that it, that is a good point. But eight, yeah, but eight out of ten for me. I loved all the actors in it. Um, I thought it was really good. There's great tense moments that you felt tension for the character. There are some things I just absolutely don't like about this movie that I'll talk uh-huh. about. Um, but um, on on the whole, it's enjoyable, and I enjoyed watching it again. So uh, okay. that's that's. So I give it eight out of ten abominations. Oh, nice. We hadn't even picked out a, sc- uh, a scale. That's great. I love right. it. I love it. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know. Sage Page Omega had brought this up, and we both thought this would be a great idea to talk about this, especially leading up to She-Hulk. I think it's a good introduction um, heading Mm -hmm. into She-Hulk, considering Mm -hmm. that, like you said, this is part of phase one of the MCU, um, which we do – they do connect at the end of this film. Yes. Um, I believe that Ed Norton was supposed to be our Hulk in the MCU. As we know now, know that did not happen. Um, right. So, and I had remembered enjoying this movie a lot more than the 2003 uh, Hulk. This this came out in 2008. Um, you enjoyed it much more better. Much much more better. Ah, cheers, everybody. <laughs> but there are some issues with this film. Um, sure. I do think this has a good cast. I, I really like the the three main characters very much. I thought I thought Ed Norton did a very good job as Bruce Banner. In fact, I will go as far as to say I think I like Ed Norton a little bit better as Bruce Banner than I do Mark Ruffalo. Um, uh huh. I I, I Mark, think Mark he, Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Um, yeah. I think he plays a little bit more now. Uh, some of that has to do with the writing. You know where they've went sure. with the Hulk and and the Avengers and so on and so forth, and they've given it a slightly comedic aspect to it. I get it, um, but right. I don't know this Ed Nor the Ed Norton version felt a lot more like the seventies eighties uh, Bill Bixby Bruce Banner mm, to me. Yeah, um, okay. And I am a fan mm-hmm. of, you know, say what you want about the 70s, 80s, because uh, I believe that started in the 70s, ended in the 80s. Um, 
say what you want about that version of the Incredible Hulk. I was a fan of that series. I, I loved I it. I love that series. I was watching that every I Friday night. I loved that series you know? when I was a kid. Yes. And it, I couldn't wait to see the next episode. And there's something I want to talk about at the beginning of this movie that connects to that, by the way. Okay. Um, well, actually, we got a couple connections, but anyway. We have several, yes. So... Um, I really enjoy Ed Norton, Norton's version of Bruce Banner. I think it's better. Uh, I like the look yes. of the Hulk. I thought they improved on him from the 2003, so the CGI yes. got better. Very much so, yes. Um, I think that's good. I like the action in the movie. When there's action, that's <laughs> where we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's where it starts to go south for me. Um, okay. I thought Liv Tyler did a great job as Betty Ross. Enjoyed her. And mm-hmm. as we talked about earlier with Tim Roth, I really like him as Emil Blonsky and then becoming the abomination. I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. So with that said, there is a lot of downtime in this movie. So if there's any movie that's, that's, uh, uh eligible for your skip option, this is the one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like almost 40 minutes of this movie could have been skipped. Okay. When there's action, this movie is fantastic. It is great. Right. When there's not, it's boring. <laughs> I I hate to say it because, you know, again, revisiting this, I really wanted to rank this up as one of my top Marvel films. It's not mm-hmm. going up there. It's just not. It's still higher than the 2003 Hulk. Of course, most everything's mm-hmm. higher than the 2003 Hulk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I will give this 6 out of 10 abominations. All right, um, 6 out of 10. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's good. not a terrible score. And, right. And, and it is an enjoyable movie, but there's a lot of dull, boring spots in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I think this is the point where... I. I think the MCU was trying to find its place. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. This was before they would put in the kind of the jokes, you know, we have today. You know, they would insert the little jokes here and there. They had it somewhat in Iron Man, but it, it this is the morphing of their learning from themselves. And right. I think this was, I think this movie actually served as kind of a, a, a turning point for some of the style of what they were looking for, realizing that some of the jokes and stuff that were landing in the way Iron Man was done serious, but had some fun jokes in it, you right. know, sarcastic stuff. And really it was, it was sarcastic stuff. And where this one really di- does not at all. I mean, it's a strict, sure. we're going to introduce character. We're going to have a superhero story and then kind of move on. And th- there's more to it. I, in a little bit, I, I do want to read this article about why Mark Ruffalo replaced Ed okay. Norton as the MCU's Bruce Banner. Um, I will say, I do, I will agree with you that I do like Ed Norton better than Mark Ruffalo. When I saw Mark Ruffalo take over, I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, it was so weird for me. And some people are like, well, you know. You can't imagine anybody else doing it other than Mark Ruffalo. Well, I'm like, you have no creativity in your brain. <laughs> right. Because, because I'm like, Mark Ruffalo was okay. He was okay. Um, 
he was, in my opinion, was he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be right. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to rip on the actor himself. You know, it's just we're not. He is a good actor. Right. It's just it was not Bruce Banner for me. I agree. To a certain degree. I agree. He doesn't always feel like Bruce Banner in in all the Avengers films. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ed Norton actually did a better job. Um, again, mm-hmm. I I like Bill Bixby's performance as Bruce Banner from the TV series, mm-hmm. and I seriously think he comes closer to the Bill Bixby version, much more closer than what Mark does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on that. Um. I, I will also agree with you on there when you have action, it's really good. Yes. Um, and, and I understand we're trying to do storytelling and stuff. I was glad that in the credits, in the opening credits, they recapped what all happened. We didn't get another origin story, which I was very thankful for. No, we didn't. It they it was coming it off the credits of the, and moved on. Yeah, it was coming off of the 2003 one. Excuse me. But yeah, like you said, we didn't. I, you don't. You don't really need to see the the origin of the Hulk. We all we all pretty much know it, you know. Right. He got gamma radiation. Right. But I did think there was a neat callback to. Uh, yes. Um, yes, and I wanted to mention that. Serious. Go ahead. Go yeah. for it. So in the be- very beginning of the film, we actually get a reproduction of what you see at the beginning of the Incredible Hulk TV series. Which yeah. is Bill Bixby's Bruce Banner sitting in that I don't even know what that thing is <laughs> that right. X-ray chair thingy, Majorgi. I I don't know, mm-hmm. but it it looked identical to what you saw in the seventies TV series. I mean, down to the 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 light little crosshairs, his, the crosshairs, the crosshairs on, his face on the face, and everything. I love yeah. that callback. I thought that was so much fun, you know. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah, that was one of the things. That was a highlight to me. Like that very much. Um, mm-hmm. That was a big highlight. And, of course, we get uh, Lou Ferrigno. He makes an appearance. Yep. And I like he his does. appearance in this. I thought it was pretty yep. funny. It looked like Lou Ferrigno was having fun. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, and and uh, Lou was also the voice of the Hulk. He, he actually did the voice was of the Hulk. He? Yes. So when he did the whole Hulk smash right. kind of a thing, that was, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's all Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. All this time, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So it was nice that they were able to incorporate. I mean, they had incorporated him in the 2003 one, too, because he and Stan Lee were together in the 2003 one, and they were both security guards together in that one. Um, in this one, I like Stan Lee's uh, – his appearance is pretty interesting in this one. <laughs> it is. I was like, well, so what happened? You know, kind of, I was going to ask you that. Did we get some kind of, I got lost. Or, I didn't realize what had happened. I knew he drank the drink that had Banner's blood, Banner's in, blood it. in it. He died. <laughs> he just died. I assume that's what happened. He was yeah. just like, whoa, that, that's quite the punch. You and know, that's what, a punch. that's what put it on the radar for the, the general. Because they got to re- they got a report that somebody in I don't know Spain or 
wherever they were at. No, he's in New York because because that that got shipped to the U.S. Well, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah, he drank it in New York, but it came from a bottling company in Spain in Brazil. That, yeah, Brazil, and that's how they figured out where Banner was at. Now, yes, that's yes, an yes. aspect of this film again that's a callback to the original TV series that I like. It's Bruce Banner on the run. You know, yes, just because that's what the that's what the original Incredible Hulk uh, comic book was. You know, mm -hmm. it was Banner on the run from the military the entire time, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and that's what the TV series is. And I like that. I, you know, mm -hmm. it's got that A team feel to it. <laughs> yeah, it's dun 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 <laughs> yeah um so so it the hulk was the 18 before the 18 was the 18 <laughs> that's right that's right i love it yep i mean if you look at it the episodes are quite a bit alike you have the military chasing him now granted mm -hmm. they're wanting to weaponize him you know with the a-team they're just trying to bring them back to prison um but mm -hmm. he always meets up with somebody who needs help and somehow he helps them, and then he escapes the military at the end of it. It's mm -hmm. it is the A team was beat for beat a repeat of, of the, <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, beat for beat repeat. Hey, it's it's like it's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> oh, uh, Brenda wanted to remind me that Bill Bixby was also in the courtship of Eddie's father. Um, in TV, so that's another classic TV series. That <laughs> wasn't that what wasn't that the show that when they showed Bill Bixby in the movie, that was the yes. show that was playing. Yes, so yeah, that's right. So you got you got both Lou Ferrigno and Bill Bixby, even even though Bill Bixby had died in this mm -hmm. in this movie. That was a pretty ingenious way to bring him back and and pay to, tribute to honor to him. him. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was very cool. They did a yeah. good job. Yes, it was. And we also got another callback in general, but we got the uh, where Liv Tyler's character Betty uh, Betty Ross got him new pants, the big purple pants with the stretchy band. Stretchy. <laughs> you know, we always did have the question as kids. Well, how come the Hulk's pants only rip at the bottom? How come? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny. Our legs kind of go in, you know. It's right. kind of goofy. that would be the last to rip apart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but for some reason, they always stayed on. Now we know because Bruce wears stretchy pants. Right. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. What's the phrase we get in one of the other MC movies? Uh, hiding the zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> Stark says something about well, you guys stop playing hide in the zucchini or something crazy like that. <laughs> wow, that that kind of takes me back to uh, uh, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap when when uh, Derek Smalls, the guitarist, he's he's getting ready to get on a plane, and for the fun of it, he takes a a cucumber or a zucchini, wraps it in aluminum foil, and puts it in his pants. <laughs> And when they go to do the magic wand, because, you know, you go through the metal detector and um, back then they would just use the wand. You wouldn't walk through a detector. You'd, you right. Know, they just use a wand and they 
Yeah, by his crotch. Anyway. Good humor, funny humor, British humor right there, by golly. <laughs> well, that's not All even right. British. That's American. They pretend um, to be a British band, but... Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, w- I wanted to read a little bit from the uh, Marvel uh, Encyclopedia. The, so yeah, let's do that. I-, I just wanted to give a little bit of background on the Incredible Hulk. So, as we know, his real name is Robert Bruce Banner. Um, he's a scientist or a wanderer. <laughs> I love that. Um, his base is mobile. Perfect. <laughs> yep. Um, and his first appearance was Incredible Hulk number one in May of 1962. And for those who might not know, the the uh, original first ep- uh, episode, first issue of the Incredible Hulk, Hulk was gray on the cover, not green, as we know him. Um. And that had to do with uh, printing issues that they changed the color from gray to green. There's some there's some uh, fun uh, facts behind that, but I don't have them all down, so I can't go through it. Um, his powers, he's fueled by gamma radiation. The Hulk possesses almost unlimited physical strength. The, the matter he gets, the stronger he gets. He can help several, he can, yeah. He can leap several miles in a single bound. His body heals almost instantly. He possesses a strong homing instinct for the desert where he was born. So that's one aspect of The Incredible Hulk none of these movies are touching. Um, I mean, they did the leaping in this movie, which was great. But this has been one one of my big arguments about The Incredible Hulk throughout the entire MCU is the fact that the angrier Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. And sometimes they've even portrayed him as not only getting stronger, but he gets larger. So, you know, it's like I would love to see that in one of these films for once. Let's let's portray the Hulk the way he's supposed to be done in the comic books. Right. I, I think it would be so cool to do that, and we just have not seen it. He gets he gets he gets hungry. <laughs> that, that goes back to the one little joke in in the movie. That's the joke at the beginning. Don't you make, like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> That's because he was trying to say it in Spanish, and yeah, and he he didn't right. know his Spanish well. And the guy just looked at him like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's an aspect of the Hulk that I really wish that they would incorporate into these movies, and they just haven't done it. And this would have right. been a perfect movie for it. It really would have. Mm-hmm. It kind of alludes to it in this movie, but but not really. They they do something else, and this is one of the things that I don't like at okay. all about it, that it's all tied to heart rate. And I might get if you're getting angry, your heart rate gets up. Again, but, I think that's a callback to the original series, though. I think uh, Banner in the original series kind of did that, too. So I, I think they're just trying to pay tribute to the original series with you that. You think so? Yeah, uh, I, I that's think. That's a good perspective. I appreciate that. Because I was just like, well, wait a minute. If he's jogging and running, he's just running and stuff. That's he's not true. mad. That's going to raise your heart rate. Right. You know, and that's going to make you turn into the Hulk. I thought it was all built the around anger. anger. Yeah. You know, kind well, of thing, so. and I've said in the past, I like my Hulk strong, angry, 
and dumb. <laughs> that's that's the, way I, <laughs> that's the way I prefer my Hulk. <laughs> and that is the whole yeah. purpose of the line. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't right. like me when I'm angry. I mean, exactly. That is the whole. You're right. You're. I. I will give you that. I just think I, because I don't know. I do. I have not watched the original TV series in a long, long time, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to stay in the '70s, late '70s, where I enjoyed I, it as a kid. Right. I, don't want to I, I, it I want. I want that to stay as fond memories, not something I look mm-hmm. at going, "God, this was stupid." How could I watch? By the way, this? the two the two made for TV movies are on Tubi. Yeah, I don't think I want to watch those either. I <laughs> I would be more apt to go back and watch the episodes than because I remember the movies and they were terrible. They were just horrible. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember the movie or the TV series being horrible. So, yeah, that'll just further ruin my childhood memories. And I just, uh, yeah, I I think it's better if I leave them where they're at. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> leave them in the past where. My, I have fond memories. Right, right. <laughs> I, I've kind of ruined Speed Racer by going back and rewatching, and I wished I hadn't. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. <laughs> if you watch Speed Racer, you know why I'm doing that. Oh, okay. Good Gosh. to know. Because <laughs> that's all you hear in Speed Racer. Uh, gotcha. Well, here, uh, we'll finish your article. What else is in that article? Well, the other thing I wanted to cover um, was the fact that it, it gave Hulk's psyche and uh, going into the maestro, which the maestro is like the older version of the Hulk. Okay. So, so um, it says here. When you say older, you mean older in age or back in time? No, older was... in age. Older in age. He's he's okay. aged. Um, in fact, you see him with all gray hair, hair, gray beard. Well, he's actually bald. He doesn't have any hair, and then he's just got okay. this gray, this huge gray beard, almost uh, almost duck do- uh, duck Dodgers, almost duck duck dynasty, dynasty beards. You know, um, <laughs> which I like. I like anyway. Yeah. It says, over the years, Bruce Banner's transformations into the Hulk have taken on a variety of styles. Initially, Banner would become the Hulk when the sun set. Interesting. I didn't know that. And return to his Banner identity at sunrise. So almost like uh, a a werewolf. Mm -hmm. See, I never Mm -hmm. thought of him as a werewolf. I always thought of him more as uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Because that's where the whole angry aspect is. That's how I always viewed it, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Soon after, Banner learned to control his transformations. Excuse me. um, Using a a gamma ray machine, becoming a more intelligent but less savage Hulk. Mm. Eventually, the continued exposure to gamma radiation caused Banner to transform into the Hulk whenever he became angry agitated or upset, so hence what we we just talked about. Banner's Hulk persona also has uh, differentiated, different, differed over the years, each one personality representing, representing a different faucet of his fragmented psyche. The childlike Green Hulk, which is what I said I prefer, the more intelligent but less powerful Gray Hulk, which is the Joe Fixit version of the Hulk, which I, I do like that one. Um, the extremely, extremely intelligent, but 
egrocentric Professor Hulk, which is kind of what we're getting in the MCU currently. And it looks like that's what we're going to have for She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what we're going to have for She-Hulk. And even a Devil Hulk representing all of the evil within Banner's soul. Additional uh, premutations of the Hulk are apt to emerge at any given time should the conditions prove favorable on a future earth where much of the world and its superheroes have been destroyed in a nuclear apocalypse, the Hulk survived his strength increased by the radiation, but also driven mad. This Hulk seized control becoming the maestro. See, I want to, I want to read some more about the maestro. I I don't know much about this version. Mm. Um, rebels against the maestro's rebels against the maestro's rule stole Doctor Doom's time platform. Went back in time to get the Hulk's help at a time when he was the Professor Hulk. The Hulk managed to defeat the maestro by sending him back in time to the moment the gamma bomb explosion had originally created the Hulk. The maestro has returned since then, but has never been as deadly. So. The Maestro sounds really interesting to me. I, yeah. I would like to read more about that version. Huh. Interesting. Okay. You'll have to, we'll, we'll have to get a list. You know, where, which episodes have the Maestro story sure. and read those in order or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to do a World War Hulk episode, too, which I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. I'll, I'll add that to the list. World War Hulk. That sounds good. Cool. Um, well, I, I wanted to read this article and have discussions about why Ed Norton got replaced kind of a thing and get your thoughts on it and sure. stuff. And I'll share some of mine, mine as well. So this is from uh, CBR.com. Um, and I, I, I like this, uh, even though I got tons of ads on their, on their site, yeah. but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, but it says Hulk, why Mark Ruffalo replaced Ed Norton as the MCU's Bruce Banner. Uh, between the Incredible Hulk and in the Avengers, Marvel replaced Ed Norton with Mark Ruffalo in the role of Bruce Banner. Here's why. This is an article that was updated June 9th of 21, actually. Oh, wow. Um, the Incredible Hulk is something of an outlier in the Marvel Comics universe or Marvel Cinematic Universe. While the 2008 film is still canon, important supporting characters like Betty Ross by Liv Tyler have not yet reappeared in the MCU. In the end credits tease of Samuel Stearns, Tim Blake Nelson transforming into the classic villain, the leader was never realized. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember an end credits tease of Samuel Stearns. I don't either. I mean, I double checked last night. I was like, oh, there's not a, Right. post credit because I did the same thing. I, I fast forwarded through the, the credits because I was like, I don't remember if they had started the post credit stuff at this point. And the only thing there was nothing there just, except for the Marvel logo. That was it. Yeah. Now I watched it on HBO max or, and so I, did too. I, I, I do have the Blu-ray. I just didn't feel like getting out. So I might get it out to see if there is, I'm curious now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, I do, I, I do like him as an actor. He's in some fun, fun, uh, fun movies. Um, all right, so, uh, so yeah, we never got the classic villain, the leader, which I thought would have been really good. I, I was kind of looking forward to that. Um, so, 
Uh, it, for those, it remember the movie Mr. Blue. He was Mr. Blue. Okay. In in, in the movie. So. Oh wait, that's he, who leaders that he's supposed to become leader. Yes, because if you remember the scene okay. that occurred, like when the abomination was created, he knocked Mr. Blue down, and then some of the tainted blood that he, you know, he created this whole supply. Right. You know, <laughs> gosh, uh, but got into, he had hurt, he got open cut on his head and then it leaked in and then his brain, you know, his brain started moving and he like grinned real uh, big. Okay. Okay. You know, kind of a thing. Um, however, one of the biggest ways the Incredible Hulk differs from the other film uh, films is that the only one to have recast its title characters to subsequent appearances with Mark Ruffalo replacing original actor Ed Norton, beginning with the 2012, the Avengers. Here's everything we know about why Marvel Studios replaced Ed Norton, Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, note, this was updated June 9th to reflect Mark Ruffalo being involved in Disney Plus She-Hulk series and to elaborate upon circumstances surrounding Edward Norton's departure from the MCU. Why Edward Norton's time as Bruce Banner ended. The Incredible Hulk wasn't highly successful, grossing about $265 million worldwide, but it was well enough received that a casting change was unexpected. However, the film's production was tumultuous. Ooh, big word. $5 word there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, okay. With a film filmography that included Fight Club, the oh yeah, I was in the Italian job. That's he was a great villain in the Italian job. Ed Norton was, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. That's the one. The Italian job's the the remake of the old old Italian job. Oh okay, I was gonna say, is he old enough to be? No, they did a remake with uh, uh, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg was in it. Um, the uh, Charlize Theron was in it, and they drove around Mini Coopers. It was great. It was a great movie. Um, the, and The Illusionist. Yeah, he was in The Illusionist. That was a neat movie. I really enjoyed that. Okay, Norton negotiated a deal not only to star in The Incredible Hulk, but also be the uncredited screenwriter. Oh, wow. So it says Zach Penn, who wrote the first draft, was credited by the Writers Guild of America as the solo writer. Huh. I did oh. not know that. Norton submitted his own draft within a month, as stipulated by his contract with Marvel Studios and continued to revise the script well into production. According to co-star Tim Roth, who played Emil Blonsky, there were daily rewrites. Wow. So he, it sounds like there was just constant rewriting of the script as it was going along. Right. Ed Norton built upon Zach Penn's original script, but kept making changes. Gotcha. Let me tell you, you keep making changes. Yep. Yep. That's going to frustrate everybody. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Norton and director Lewis Letterer also clashed with producers over their desired 135-minute cut of The Incredible Hulk, a dispute that spilled out into public. Marvel Studios prevailed, however, with the This movie did not in. need to be longer. <laughs> right. Yeah, clocking in 112 minutes. So there was 20 minutes that was shaved off, just over 20 minutes shaved off of the movie. So and, I, and that's funny. You had mentioned earlier about <laughs> that it being, uh, it, yeah, we could, we can, we can do the Steven skip and some stuff. Yes, we could have, <laughs> we could have, because I'm telling you, there are dull moments in this movie. Um, mm -hmm. and, and again, I really wanted to, I really wanted this to go in my list as 
top Marvel films because I, I like the Hulk. I am a fan of the Hulk in mm-hmm. general. And mm-hmm. man, there were points in this movie I'm like, oh God, let's move this on. <laughs> yeah, let's do Steven Skip. Yeah. Okay. Um, the actor, the actor made only select appearances in support of the film's release, but he insisted that deci- that decision wasn't because of his friction with Marvel. Quote. It has always been my firm conviction that films should speak for themselves, end quote, he clarified, quote, and that no, knowing too much about how they are made diminishes the magic of watching them, end quote. Let me get my wading boots on. Ah, let me get my wading boots on. You know how much they do. I mean, that's part of their contracts. We need you to go on tour to do all sure. the, the stuff. Sure. So, all right. Well, now, now uh, there is some truth to be said about that statement, though. I mean, the movie should speak for itself. I'm not saying sure. that they shouldn't go out and promo it. You know, they should. You know, there should be promotion for it. Of course, mm-hmm. everyone does that, and and you want you do that to get the audience hyped up. But if you need that so much and you don't have it, you don't have the clips to back it up, then you have a problem. So, mm. in, in a way, I agree with him. The movie should speak for itself. Not to say that there shouldn't be any promotion, but right. it should stand alone. It should. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, here we go. It says, however, that wasn't the last word on the subject because a report in the lead up to Comic-Con International 2010 that Marvel planned to recast Norton for the Avengers. Right. Which would assemble all of the heroes introduced to date in a single film. So by 2010 – that everybody had been introduced, but then they were going to replace Ed Norton. Right. Here's what it said. Um, that was immediately confirmed in a statement by Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige in, issued from the set of Captain America, the first Avenger. Quote, our decision – this is highlighted in the article too. The <laughs> only thing highlighted in the article. It says, our decision is definitely not one based on monetary factors, end quote. He wrote in part, quote – but instead, rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. The Avengers demands players who thrive working as part of an ensemble, as evidenced by Robert, Chris H., Chris E., Sam, Scarlett, and all of our talented casts, end quote. Okay. You know what that says to me? That says he pissed someone off. Uh-huh. <laughs> If, I agree. If it's not if it's not uh, based on monetary, which I'm not, I'm not a hundred convinced, hundred percent convinced that that's all true either. Because I do think that played into this. Because obviously, oh, sure. I bet Hulk, you he was wanting, yeah, paid up. He was wanting mm-hmm. to be paid up, and the Hulk did not bring in the money that that would uh, justify that. So mm-hmm. I think it was a combination of of monetary. And he pissed someone off. He probably mm-hmm. pissed off Kevin Feige. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the last person you, know, you want to piss off in the Marvel Marvel universe. That's for sure. Notice that we didn't um, we didn't get we don't have another Hulk standalone film. No, and we're not going to. It's not going to yeah. happen because the the Hulk has failed twice. And they're not gonna they're not gonna bet on it again. Mm-hmm. He we'll put you in Thor Ragnarok. Right, we're gonna use you as you a know. supporting character, and yeah, because that's where they feel he's best. You know, unfortunately, DC seems to be doing the same thing with Superman because 
Man of Steel failed, which I disagree. I think Man of Steel. I Steel's disagree good, with that. I yeah, Man of Steel we need to have great. a Man of Steel move, uh, episode. We need to. Okay, um, Man of Steel. I'm writing it on the list. Actually, I think Man of Steel needs to be uh, prelude to uh, Black Adam, but because I'm hoping okay. they go somewhere with that. Agreed. But agreed. DC's kind of done the same thing with Superman. Superman, the Man of Steel failed at the box office, so they said, "Well, we're just going to take the Man of Steel and make him a supporting character to all these other films, which they've mm-hmm. they've done." Um, I don't think that's the right decision with Superman. I think you come up with a good story and get him a good movie. I think the Hulk would be the same thing. You got to come up with a good story and get him a good movie. That that's not on him. That's on you guys. You guys mm-hmm. are messing up. That's that's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mark has done an okay job. Again, I like Ed a little bit better as Bruce Banner. I, I think mm-hmm. he's a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, but I guess for the current way they've done the Avengers, Mark has done a good job. So, sure, okay. Well, let me continue. It's <laughs> not over yet. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, no, no. Unsurprisingly, Norton's agents fired back, calling Marvel's comments, quote, offensive, end quote, and, quote, a purposefully misleading, inappropriate attempt to paint our client in a negative light, end quote. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I How- hate I hate throwing around offended. I hate that word. That word drives me crazy. Right. But, yeah, I can kind of, I, I, I see where they're going with it. Right. So, so here's what it says. However, Norton gave another explanation for his departure doing a 2014 interview saying that he had, quote, experienced what he wanted to, in quote, with the part and that he, quote, didn't want to have an association with one thing in one way degrade his effectiveness as an actor in characters, in quote. What, I was, oh, okay. That While was promoting a, that was a word salad there. <laughs> yeah. While promoting his roles in Birdman, I didn't know he was in that, and Moonrise Kingdom, I didn't know he was in that, Norton had, of course, haven't seen those movies. Norton has also explained the obligations of a mainstream franchise would clash with such work. Norton has since said he'd happily return to the MC. uh, It doesn't say MC, it just says MC. And that he harbors (laughs) no ill will with Mark Ruffalo, who replaced him as Bruce Banner starting in 2012's The Avengers. Well, that's just being, um, well, I'm going to play nice in case they want to use me for something else because I want some of that Disney MCU money. <laughs> yeah. so Can't blame him he, there. <laughs> yeah. So here's what's interesting is although Ruffalo was actually Letterer's, the director's first choice for The Incredible Hulk, Marvel wanted Norton because he was, quote, more famous, end quote, and Ruffalo only did, quote, smart intellectual films, end quote. And while now Ruffalo is synonymous with the Hulk, at the time he was an unconventional choice because he wasn't a proven leading man in the same way as Norton. Wow. That said, much of Marvel's phase one casting also didn't have name recognition on the same level as Norton. Recasting Bruce paid off for Marvel. While Norton was fine in the role, Ruffalo stands apart from the MCU's other leading men with a woolly, bashful charm. I don't know. Uh, he plays Banner as someone uncomfortable in his own skin and fearful of his power and brings an endearing low-key pathos to the hero. Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. You know, he's, he, I'm okay if that's his opinion. I, I mean, that's well, fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, one of his, one of my favorite performances of his, of Mark's, was when uh, I think, I don't remember if he was talking to Cap. I don't remember who he was talking about. And it's one of the more serious moments of him when he talks about wanting to get rid of the Hulk. And he said something about, I once tried to put a bullet in my brain. And the other guy spit it out. Yeah. Now, that that was a Hulk moment. That was a Bruce Banner Hulk moment that I would have seen in the comic books that I would have enjoyed. Um, but they've, they've moved way beyond that. He is no longer that same Bruce Banner. You know, the, mm. the Bruce Banner who I want to get rid of the Hulk. I don't like the Hulk. You know, mm. the Hulk is a curse. You know they've they've completely moved away from that, and I don't know if I like it as much. Mm-hmm. Which probably explains why they've gone to Professor Hulk. Right. Yeah. Because with Professor Hulk, you don't have to worry about that. He's just always yeah. the Hulk, and he likes who he is on both sides, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But I don't know. I kind of like the Jekyll and Hyde version of the Hulk. I Agreed. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. That's the tension point in yeah. the character. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Last paragraph says, Ruffalo appeared as both Bruce Banner and the Hulk in The Avengers and its sequel, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame, and in co-starred with Chris Hemsworth and Thor Ragnarok. But as Ruffalo himself has acknowledged, he'll never headline in an Incredible Hulk solo film. That's because Universal Pictures, co-producer of the 2008 feature, maintains the distribution rights. That's the same reason The Incredible Hulk isn't streaming on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, so it comes down to the whole, like, like Sony owns Spider-Man. And, mm-hmm. and Sony, like it. Sony and Marvel had to come up with a deal in order to get Spider-Man into the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like, uh, yeah, they're not going to get that deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's um, different. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know yep. that. I didn't know that either. I mean, it makes um, sense because I did question. I'm like, why in the heck is the Hulk on on Paramount or on uh, HBO Max? In fact, the Hulk's on there. Daredevil, the Daredevil movie is on there. Uh, right. And uh, I think there was another Marvel movie I saw in there. I don't remember what it was. It must be now, all distribution rights. They they don't have the first Hulk though. They don't have the two thousand three. No, they don't. I looked for it, so I don't know if they don't have the rights to that. Or, oh, it's on Tubi. <laughs> it's or, on Tubi too. or they just figure nobody wants to watch that movie, so we're not putting we're not taking up space in our hard drive <laughs> on our <laughs> servers. <laughs> you don't get the space on our servers. Yep. Uh, last line says, still, Ruffalo's journey as Bruce Banner isn't over yet because he's set to appear in Disney Plus's She-Hulk series, which stars Ta- Tatiana Ta- Maslany in the title row. And I hope I didn't mess up that last name. I apologize. Okay, then. So, well, there you have it. I thought it was just interesting to have that discussion. You know how people are like very much, why Why is, you know, why was the, why was there the change? Right, and it's not just one simple answer. There's right. There's layers to this that you have to. There's un- layers. Yeah, you yeah. have to unpeel it like an onion, 
<laughs> right. And I ain't unpeeling. I just, we just peeled off a couple of layers. I ain't going further. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, that was a good illustration though. I like that. Like an onion. Good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. So a couple of things about the film I want to talk about. That yeah. took a lot more time than I thought, but, um, Action sequences, you're totally right. Love the action sequences. My favorite action sequence is um, the one in the beginning is okay, you know, where they reveal the Hulk, you know, when they're in Brazil and the factory and those guys. That's fine. Well, that's where we get the, the line. Don't don't make me hungry. <laughs> you wouldn't right. like don't me. Don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. hungry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Which was good. I liked it. Yeah. I liked that. And it's like I, another callback to the original Hulk. Yeah, my favorite was the the whole sequence where they're at the college or whatever. They trap him on the bridge. How convenient! You know, you get this whole oh, we're gonna see him change. This is gonna be great. Then they throw in smoke, you know, bombs or whatever, right. and hurt hurt the girl. And and he's like, he starts changing because he's angry. He's mad. Right. And it was great to see him come out. The way they filmed it, busted out. Then to see uh, Blonsky, you know, he's gotten his first first taste of the serum of the super soldier serum and really you know yeah he's almost captain america like at that point he is and it's really neat i was like okay this is kind of cool okay but it's like a drug to him you know you you got that little taste and he wants more and which harkens back to well not back to i guess now it does but they talk about that more in the first avenger where the serum the serum really augments the underlying personality of the individual. And that's why the doctor chose Steve Rogers because of his heart, you know, kind of a thing. Right. Who he was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Although Mm -hmm. the Hulk isn't from the same, you know, he, he doesn't have the serum that, that no cap has. No. So no, it's different because it's the whole gamma thing, you know, yeah, so he becomes a mix of the serum with right gamma radiation. Right, right. Nice. Well, I like, okay, I like the intro. I thought the intro was cool because, again, it's a callback to the original TV series Hulk, which uh-huh. I, I find cool. Um, I, I loved, I loved the, the uh, whole joke on the line. I thought that was well done. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed Tim Roth as the Abomination. I thought he did a great job at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the Abomination looked pretty good. And and then that battle between Abomination and the Hulk. Um, I thought those were all really good aspects of this film. And then, like I said, when I read the little article from the Marvel Encyclopedia, where it talks about Hulk can jump in a single bound which by the way that's also an original superman statement (laughs) (laughs) superman originally could not fly he could jump in a single uh tall buildings in a single bound um and i loved how they portrayed that in the film because they just show him jumping away you know Mm -hmm. and it was so cool it was very comic book like Yes. Um, enjoyed yes. that very much. All of those aspects I really liked about this film. Again, I thought Ed Norton did a great job as as uh, Bruce Banner. Um, I thought Liv Tyler did a good job as Betty Ross. She was great. Mm-hmm. The oh. The general is incredible. 
He's great. Which he comes yep. back in the MCU too. Yep. So yep. he um, passed away last year, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, too bad. John Hurt. John Hurt. Is that right? Was that John? That wasn't John Hurt, was it? Uh, see, here we go, everybody. Sorry, we got John it. Hurt passed away a few years ago. Here we go, everybody. William. Because no, we don't have William. Our t- William Hurt. William, William Hurt. Sorry, my bad. I was going to say, John Hurt passed away a few years ago. Um, right. Granted, I like John Hurt, too. Yeah, William Hurt. William Hurt. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, w- William did a great job. I, I thought he was fantastic. So there's a, you know, the makings of a really good movie were there. It's mm-hmm. just there was a lot of dull points in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's where it falls apart, <laughs> which is probably why right. it didn't do so well in the box office. <laughs> right. But I, I think if you want a interesting introduction to the MCU, I think it's a good movie to still watch. You know. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. be just be prepared for some dull parts. That's all. <laughs> Now we see the abomination in Shang Chi. Yes, yes, and, uh, and we see a little bit different version of the abomination, right? Because he's controlling. Well, he's not controlling him, but he. I mean, it's like a wrestling match. <laughs> it's a wrestling match. They're having a good time or something. So something's happening. Well, they choreographed there. what they're going to do. That's why right, it's just hysterical, right? And I'm like, I want more of that story. I want to find yeah. out why that is, but we don't. We won't get anything else on that. So no, we won't. We won't. And, yeah. So Wong with the abomination, the sorcerer pre, sorcerer supreme with the abomination. Wong well, the sorcerer supreme. I, I kind of want to know about more about Doug in, in uh, um, Thor Ragnarok too. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hi, new Doug. Uh, hi, new Doug. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my gosh. That's so Love funny. It. All right, man. Well, uh, anything else that was on your mind about the Incredible Hulk movie and all that kind of crazy stuff? You know, again, it's better than the 2003. It's not exactly the Hulk movie I wanted. <laughs> Okay. Um but it, it it wasn't it was definitely an improvement. And uh yeah, I thought Ed Norton did a great job. I it would be interesting. You know, I this is where we need the multiverse, Steven. <laughs> cuz <'Cause>, cuz <laughs> we, we need a multiverse of the MCU to see what would have happened to the MCU had Ed Norton become the Hulk. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that wouldn't would be that really be cool to get a, another Ed Norton version of the Hulk in the in the Avengers? Yeah, I would like to see where that would have went to. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was any kind of st- story treatment that was done specifically for the Ed Norton version of the Hulk of the Avengers. I, mm-hmm. I would like to know that. that hmm. Might be interesting where they were going to take him. Because obviously he's a different Bruce Banner than what we what we currently have. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. 
Hmm. Right. Well, my head cannon can do whatever it wants. So. Well, of course. Of course. It's fun to imagine, all right. though. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody. Well, with that, we are wrapping up our discussion, kind of the road to She-Hulk. So um, we'll talk a couple of more episodes about the Hulk, She-Hulk, to kind of get us ready. Um uh, I do appreciate Sage Page Omega bringing this up yes, and to kind of get us ready. And, and it was a good review, getting ready, a good base foundation and now seeing where we go from here. So, yeah, good stuff. So, all right, everybody, you can check us out at our website at twogeeksmike.com. That's the number twogeeksmike.com. Um, that's our hub for everything two geeks. So, um, get to our Facebook page, get to our Kofi page. Please support us. We've just changed the tiers uh, to get people involved. And uh, if you haven't already, we did release another new sci-fi episode where we go over the movie, Mike. Jason and the Argonauts. Right Although on. it's not really sci-fi. It's more of a fantasy flick. Um, you know, sci-fi but, fantasy gets put together. Right. We, <laughs> we make the rules for the show, so whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's still a good movie. It, it's a fun movie. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, we had a great time doing that. So um, so the, so the check that out on our Kofi page. If you want to sign up for one month, that's totally fine, or buy us a Kofi. But the at the at Tier 2, uh, which is $2, uh, yeah, Tier 1 is $1, Tier 2 is $2, and Tier, tier three, 3 is $3. $3. <laughs> um, $2 gets you the audio version of the podcast, but if you do the $3, you can get the the video version now you do get all past episodes as well so yes um that you get full access at the third level the tier three level three dollar level so um, well in the two dollar right. level you get a rss feed that will get you the uh yeah. it'll get you all the audio episodes too so yes yeah so you will yep. have you access to that also. podcast feed yep mm-hmm Yep. So, um, yeah, also uh, be looking out for more stuff on our once you sign up to be a part of on our Kofi, you also get the link to Discord. So right. we've got a Discord server that we've started and, and working on and uh, get some things situated for that as well. So we're just starting that. So pretty excited. Anything else? I think I got it all. No, I think you said it all. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mike. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you joining us for this fun episode about the Hulk, Hulk smash. Hulk smash. And uh, all right. Well, with that, Mike, I'll let you sign us out. Thanks so much. All right. With that said, over and out. And like Steven said, Hulk smash. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you. <laughs>